The sermon text is the second lesson. The first letter of St. John, chapter 3. Dear children, let us love not only with word or with tongue, but also in action and truth. This is how we know that we are of the truth and how we will set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. We also receive from him whatever we ask, because we keep his commands and do what is pleasing in his sight. This, then, is his command, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and that we love one another, just as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commands remains in God, and God in him. This is how we know that he remains in us. We know it from the Spirit whom he has given us. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Do you remember the first time in your life that you thought, I think I'm in love? Maybe it wasn't long after that you thought for the first time, now I know I'm in love. Well, the truth is, we're all in love. Really, we are. You and I, and every Christian, we are all in the love of our Savior Jesus. This is what our Savior himself teaches us so wonderfully in the gospel that we heard this morning. He is divine. He is perfect and pure love. We are branches who are connected to that vine of perfect love by faith. So you and I and everyone who trusts in Jesus, we are all in the love of his Savior. And we can say, not just, I think I'm in love. We can say with full confidence, I know I'm in love. Now granted, there are times in a Christian's life where they may not really feel all that much in the love of Christ. A Christian may commit some sin, and all sin is equally damnable, but they might commit a certain sin that other people look at and say, ooh, yikes, you did that. Or it may be something that the Christian had struggled with in the past, and they were kind of doing well with it. They were starting to get out of it and overcome the temptation, and then all of a sudden, for no apparent reason, they just slide right back into it. Those are times when a Christian's heart can say to them, you don't really feel all that Christian right now. You don't really feel much of Christ's love. But as long as the Spirit's work of faith is in that person's heart, they are in Christ's love. John teaches this in the third chapter of his first letter, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. So even at those times in life where you don't feel especially connected to the love of Christ, God knows that he sent his son to die for all of your sins, and God knows that he sent the Holy Spirit into your heart in the water of baptism. And God is greater than our hearts. And you know, at a certain point, when your heart is condemning you, you need to tell your heart to put a sock in it with the accusations and the guilt. And you can do that by reminding yourself of the objective facts that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and God has given you faith in your Savior. Do that long enough and your heart will condemn you no longer. 
Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And you see that, that is the very best place to be. Not only standing before God forgiven and righteous in Christ, but also feeling the confidence and knowing that's where you stand. So, you and I and all Christians, we are in the love of Christ. And we don't just think it, we know it. Even when our hearts try to tell us otherwise, God is greater. And he knows that we are in the love of his son. Now think back again to that beautiful picture that Jesus uses in the gospel today. He is the vine, we are the branches. Because we are connected to Jesus and he is pure love, we draw that love from him and then we bear it out. We express the love of Christ in our lives. Just as a, a real branch draws water and nutrients from a real vine and then bears good fruit. St. John, who was there to hear Jesus say those words the night before he died, explains it like this. This then is his command, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and that we love one another just as he commanded us. You are in the love of Christ. Now you take it from him and put it to work in your life. But as we work to bear that love that we are in, we do need to ask ourselves, what exactly is this Christian love and how does it behave? Because we use the word love pretty liberally these days. Uh, people talk about their love for hot dogs, their love for basketball, for their country, for their children. And in each of those cases, the word love means something pretty different, or at least it better. So we want to be a little specific about this love that we are in and this love that we show. The love of Christ, above all else, is selfless and sacrificial. It would only be a purely selfless, sacrificial love that would cause Jesus to leave the throne, the security, the glory of heaven, and come into this broken and dangerous world to sacrifice himself for us. There was nothing really for him to gain from that scenario. It was all for us, for our forgiveness, our salvation, our life. So more than anything else, the Christian love that we are in and, we are, and that we show does not size up a situation by asking, what can I get out of this? It only asks, how can I benefit the people around me? And this love that we are in and that we bear out in our lives is a love that works more than it talks. Now, of course, Jesus expresses his love for us verbally on the pages of Scripture, and of course, it is important for Christians to express their love to each other with words. But Jesus does not just talk about his love. He works. He moves from heaven to earth. He puts in the work of living the holy life that we needed in our place. He goes to the cross. He rises from the dead. That's a lot of verbs. Jesus' love is always active. It is always moving. And John says, dear children, let us love not only with word or with tongue, but also in action and truth. So this is the love we branches are in, and this is the love we show. A love that sacrifices and a love that moves more than it talks. And, of course, that is not 
always the kind of love that we show in our lives. And that could actually end up being one of the things that our hearts might try to condemn us for. For example, if I am in this purely sacrificial love of Christ, why do I see things like this happening in my life? I see somebody who could maybe use some help. Maybe they even ask me for it directly. And immediately my brain switches into this mode where I start evaluating the situation with questions like this. Is he ever going to be able to pay me back? Is she ever going to return the favor? Because there is this worldly kind of love that says, hey, if you help somebody when they're down, when they're back on their feet, they'll help you out too. That's not the selfless love of Christ. And when I see that happening in my own life, my heart could say, you're not in the love of Christ. If you are, why are you thinking that way? Or, if I am in this love of Christ that moves more than it talks, why do things like this happen in my life? I see somebody else who needs help. And my brain says, ooh, you know, they're already kind of annoying. And if you get involved in this, they're probably going to become really annoying. Plus, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You don't know how much of a time commitment this is going to turn out to be. So, just say a couple of nice things to them, and then you won't actually have to do anything. See, that's another worldly kind of love that says, just say it with your mouth and you don't have to do anything. Thoughts and prayers, period. Which is why so many people have a problem with that little phrase. No, do something for somebody if you can. And when I don't, my heart could say, are you really in the love of Christ or not? And that's when we need to remember that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything all the time, even when our hearts try to make us forget it. God knows Jesus died for all of those sins. The love of Christ is not only sacrificial and active, it is also forgiving. And that is the love that we are in. God knows the faith that he has worked in our hearts. So we can tell our hearts when we need to, forget how you feel. I know what God has promised me in his son, and I know I have it. Now, one last thing. Imagine for a moment that you were walking past a vineyard, and you looked over and you saw a gardener out there among his branches, and he was screaming and hollering at them, scolding his branches for not bearing more fruit, not giving him better fruit, what would you think if you saw something like that? You might think the gardener has lost his mind. He's cracked on the cutthroat world of grape growing or whatever. He can't handle it anymore. He's, he's lost it. Or you might think maybe he had a whole bottle of wine with his lunch. But whatever it is, something is not right about that situation because everybody knows that's not going to do any good. If branches are connected to a good vine, they will naturally, in time, produce good fruit, and you don't have to scold them to do it. You are connected to the best, purest vine of love that there is, Jesus Christ. Just stay in that vine. Hear his word, especially his loving promises to you. Receive his supper, and you will naturally, in time, produce fruit that looks more and more like his love all the time. Nobody's going to have to yell at you. Nobody's going to have to scold you. Just stay close to Jesus. 
and you will bear that fruit in time. You will draw from his love. The spirit will work in us so that more and more all the time, the love of the branches looks like the vines. Amen.